This B Podcast Network show is presented by IXL. IXL's all-inclusive online teaching and learning platform simplifies edtech needs and accelerates achievement in 95 of the top 100 U.S. school districts. IXL delivers personalized learning across a comprehensive pre-K-12 curriculum, including math, language arts, science, and social studies, and helps you assess student performance through actionable, real-time insights at every level of your school or district. This one solution performs work that typically requires dozens of tools. Want to find out why so many leading districts trust IXL? Visit IXL.com BE. That's IXL.com BE. Welcome to the Principal Purpose Podcast, where principal and certified life coach Lynn Harden teaches you how to leave work at work and in between get more done with energy using her proven formula after leading three award-winning schools. And now, here's your host, Lynn Harden. Welcome to The Principal Purpose, a podcast where together we explore the power of, at least for today, we're going to explore the power of self-talk and its profound impact on the journey of school principals. I'm your host, Lynn Hardin. I'm a former elementary school principal with a passion for education, a passion for principals, especially new ones, and I'm also a certified life coach. Today we're going to delve into that fascinating world of self-talk and discover some practical techniques to overcome those negative thoughts so that we can embrace a more positive and empowering mindset, especially as we end the summer break and go back to open up school and start a new school year. I'm preaching to the choir on this one, but as school leaders, we face numerous challenges every day, whether the adults are there, the staff are there, the teachers are there, the students are there. Each day has its challenges, which is the magnificent part of the job, but also what is challenging. There are challenges. And those challenges can be from managing staff and students to dealing with our parent expectations, I know the weight of the responsibility can be overwhelming. I still have the tight shoulders to prove it. Our self-talk becomes a critical factor in how we navigate those challenges. This will influence the school's overall climate and success. Let's start at the beginning with a little bit of understanding. Self-talk is that internal dialogue we have with ourselves. There are thoughts that run through our minds really on a constant loop. It's kind of like having an inner companion who comments on everything we do, we think or feel. Whether we realize it or not, our self-talk significantly impacts our emotions, our decisions, and ultimately our outcomes. Because circumstance can happen, something that's factual, and we'll have a thought about it, very human. Our thoughts create our feelings, and based on how we're feeling, we will take certain actions and it is the actions that create our results. I spent a lot of time as a principal trying to change my actions. Never realized, not never, but I wish I'd done it more, realized that my actions were being driven by my mindset, by my thoughts, by story, by narrative, by 
what I was making a fact mean. In those thoughts and feelings, sometimes those actions did not get the results that I was looking for. Because sometimes I took an action that was, I came in hot. Or sometimes I didn't take the action that was needed. And the result was not what, it was not helpful to me or to my school site. It wasn't all of the time. I think of myself as having been a good school leader. So it could have been all the time, but I'm human. So the negative self-talk certainly was there. I know personally that negative self-talk can be particularly harmful. When we repeatedly hear messages like, I can't handle this, I'm not good enough, I'll never succeed, our minds start to believe them as facts. And this can lead to a diminished sense of self-confidence and motivation and hindering our ability to rise above challenges. And these thoughts can be very insidious, very sneaky and hidden under other thoughts. And we may not even be aware that they're even there, especially if we're busy, 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 busy. So I want to give you an example. Imagine you're preparing to talk to a, or address a difficult situation with a parent who is upset about a recent school policy or is upset about the class placement, doesn't like the teacher that you gave them with because of whatever reason. The negatives self-talk might sound like this. I'm terrible at handling confrontations. I hate confrontations. I'm just not a confrontation kind of person. It's going to be a disaster and I'm just going to make things worse. This thought can make you feel anxious and doubt your abilities to resolve the issue effectively, either with good listening skills or setting boundaries it's not in the actions that will solve this, it's taking a look at the mindset or the thoughts. I think we can all relate to this scenario. So how can we become more aware of our negative self-talk? Well, mindfulness is a powerful tool. It involves pausing, paying attention to our thoughts and feelings without judgment. By being mindful, we can catch those negative thoughts as they arise, acknowledging their presence without letting them control us. Sounds really simple, but it's not, in my opinion, or my experience. I was a principal who, certainly in the beginning, was large in charge, stayed very unaware of what I was thinking and feeling. I was almost frightened to. I had a mindset that to focus on my thoughts and feelings was, was weak, that leaders didn't do that that I, that it would not serve me, that I needed to spend my time in the actions that I took in the planning. Fortunately, after a lot of faux pas, a lot of mistakes in my early career, I had mentors who guided me into becoming aware of my mindset and using mindfulness as a powerful tool. So I can say to you, oh, it's just so easy to pay attention to your thoughts and feelings and look at them without judgment and with eyes of love, but it takes mindfulness <laughs> to be mindful. So let me give you another example. You're about to deliver a presentation to the school board on a new curriculum proposal. And as you feel your nerves building up, you pause for a moment and notice the thoughts that come up. You can do this with journaling, with writing, in meditation, 
by pausing, by being quiet, going for a walk. There are a lot of ways to pause. My favorite is to journal. I'm a writer. There's something about taking those thoughts out of my brain, having them travel down my shoulder to my elbow to my hand and writing them out. I'm able to look at them with less judgment and be more aware of them. But everyone's different. Some of us is journaling. Some of it's talking it out. Some of us is just noticing. So are you having empowering thoughts like, I'm prepared and knowledgeable? Or are they negative thoughts like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. I just know I'm going to mess up and embarrass myself. Being mindful of these thoughts allows you to take control of them and choose how you respond. Because an empowering thought of I'm prepared and knowledgeable will lead to a feeling of confidence, which will lead to actions of confident presentation, a vibe or energy of believing in what I am proposing. And the result will be that you're prepared and knowledgeable. However, a thought of I'll mess up and embarrass myself leads to, I suspect, a feeling of insecurity, which you spend a lot of time thinking about yourself. You might not be prepared. You're scared to prepared and nervous when you present. And the result is you mess up and maybe embarrass yourself. So this is why it is so powerful to become aware of our negative self-talk. Once we are aware of our negative self-talk, the next step is to create some distance from it. And this involves observing our thoughts as separate from ourselves, like clouds passing in the sky. You might say, I'm notice I'm having the thought that I can't handle this situation. By doing this, we prevent these thoughts from overwhelming us, gaining a clearer perspective on the challenge we face. You might notice a thought and even say, this is not helpful. My favorite is to ask a question, is this true? For many of us, we believe because we think it, it's the truth. It has to be the truth. But what if it's not? So for instance, you're faced with a tight deadline to get that school budget in and those negative thoughts start to creep in. I will never get this done in time. I'm terrible at financial management. I'm not in charge of the money anyway. I don't know why I'm doing this. So instead of internalizing these thoughts, you can use, let's call it cognitive diffusion, to distance yourself from them and recognize them as just passing mental events not defining truths. Another one, kind of a fun technique around negative thoughts is because I'm always looking for more fun. I, my perception of myself is that I can be too serious. So all of my adult life, I've been looking to have more fun, to make it fun. So try using a funny voice or an accent. Imagine a negative thought being spoken in a cartoonish voice or a celebrity impersonation. This lighthearted approach helps us to detach from the seriousness of those thoughts. We realize they are not as powerful as they seem. For example, very common thought, especially among our women in education is, I'm not enough. So try using a funny voice or an accent. I am not enough. I'm not enough. So imagine that you're about to lead a staff meeting and you feel that fear of public speaking taking over. You know, you get that little butterflies in the stomach, especially when 
you're standing in front of 25 to 35 unhappy teachers that they're back from summer break and they want to be in their room not at an opening staff meeting so you can use the funny voice technique to turn your negative thought i'll stumble over my words and just look foolish into something comical for instance picture your thought being spoken in the voice of a silly character from a movie i love scarlett o'hara from gone with the wind I think it's because I'm from the South, but this humor will help reduce the intensity of the thought and allows you to approach the situation with more ease. For example, I used to love to talk about the budget with, well, those numbers just fly out of my head. I guess I'll just have to put my bonnet on to keep them inside. Or... I'll just stumble over my words and just look foolish. I will just have to make a dress for myself out of the curtains so I don't look foolish. Fun, huh? So let's talk a little bit about self-compassion. It's essential to treat ourselves with the same kindness and understanding that we would offer a friend facing challenges. So when we encounter negative self-talk, we can practice self-compassion by reminding ourselves that everyone experiences doubts and setbacks. Everyone. So instead of beating ourselves up, we can say, I'm human. It's okay to feel this way. I'm doing the best I can. And that's enough. For example, let's say you've had a challenging conversation with a teacher about their performance or something that's happened with a student or a parent. And afterward, you start to doubt your leadership abilities. You replay how the conversation went, how the meeting went. You remember that either they cried or were very upset or they left and slammed the door very angry at you. It's very easy to think, I'm a terrible principal. I just can't handle these tough conversations. So instead of Using self-criticizing thoughts, you can apply self-compassion by acknowledging the difficulty of the situation, offering yourself some understanding, support. It's important to remember that our brain's primary function is to protect us. And this includes producing those thoughts, even if they are negative. It is a survival skill. Our brain perceives a problem and is trying to protect us. I like to acknowledge my brain and say, thank you, brain. Thank you for keeping me safe. I'm okay. I've got this. We can practice self-compassion while acknowledging the negative thoughts without letting them define us. At the end of the day, we are not our thoughts. Just like observing our desk in our office, when we observe it, we don't turn into a desk. Observing our thoughts allows us to separate ourselves from them. And this process helps us to slow down and respond to ourselves even more gently and compassionately. So in conclusion, we may not always have control over outside external circumstances or facts. I would say we don't have control. But we can shape our internal landscape, respond to negative self-talk in a healthier way by practicing mindfulness, catching our thoughts and self-compassion, we can nurture a more positive self-dialogue and cultivate a stronger sense of self-worth. We have the power to change what happens within us. 
even amongst the challenging external situations of being a principal. Thank you for listening. And as you prepare to embark on a new school year, let's take a few minutes to acknowledge our thoughts, our emotions, and find peace and clarity within. On my website, I have a, a free gift. It's about work-life balance. And I really think that it will support you in being able to balance having a life. Go to www.lynnharden.com and it's right there and enjoy it. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with other principals, leave a review, and as always, be happy, be healthy, be well. Until next time. Mm-hmm.